we just want to welcome everyone to Gracemont um, podcast. This is episode number 25, and uh, joining us tonight, we have a special guest, and uh, John Luke will introduce her in just a minute, but we have Apostle John Luke. I am Apostle Duke, and without further ado, we are going to Gracemont, 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 Gracemont. That was better than usual, actually. The tea, the tea is good. The tea. I'm working on the tea. The tea. I've listened to your podcast, and you're improving. Oh, thank you, thank you. I think the tea is 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 kind of just. Yeah. Apostle yeah. Duke actually used to be a church song leader. He's he's done a lot of things. He has a music degree as well. My yeah. 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 My boyfriend does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tonight and, we and, have... and I wound up in electronics. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you. Anything. Is it that's not so far, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah, that was the music the stuff you yeah. yeah. Well there's yeah. some electronics and software involved. Okay. <laughs> tonight we have with us. Uh, disciple Lisa, disciple Lisa mm-hmm. uh, was in my medical school class, which means she's really smart. And old. And she has, <laughs> sadly, yes. And uh, we're gonna have her tell her story tonight. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Okay, ah, the story. Do you want to do the story like asking questions or what or just pop Let, in? Yeah, Let, do. Just let's start. start with medical school. That's oh, where yes. I knew you first. If you if you've got a better yeah. story that happens before that, uh, I don't know. Well, raised Catholic, so and you know, uh, church on Sundays, catechism on Wednesdays, and then when I went off to college, I just never went back to church. I, I never connected with it. It was sort of a religious ritual thing. Um, yeah, and I, I remember my brothers and sisters. We'd have a contest to see. Who could stay the longest in confession? Mm. Um, so, <laughs> exactly. How did you yeah. do with that? Yeah, I know my uh, brother would always win, but uh, but I did get in trouble one time because I was supposed to drive all the neighborhood kids to the Wednesday catechism class, and instead we went to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh! And <laughs> at the drive-in, yeah. and yeah, that ended there. So. <laughs> I, did, I never really took it that seriously. I, I couldn't understand it. It just had no connection to me. You know, you look at, okay, Jesus died on the cross for us, for our sins. I mean, what does that mean? He went through a crucifixion, died, and now we're free. I just never connected that to my life. So, but I, I've, I've always wanted to, I was always sort of a seeker, like you guys getting into mm-hmm. various things throughout my life and at one time was an actual practicing atheist hmm. so um yeah you know up and down and up and down circle around anyway well, did, we were one we both were raised with a lot of guilt in our oh, churches yeah. you couldn't oh, talk about gosh. anything you know we were we were convinced we were going to hell most of the time until mm-hmm. I, when yeah. i got to be in high yeah. school i started thinking you know i might not go to hell but anyway yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. See, that's always been a hard thing. Like, what does it take? If you're talking heaven and hell, I want the rules clearly laid out because those are 
pretty big differences, right? So yeah. you should at least yeah. be clear on the rules of if you're going to heaven or hell. And, you know, as a Catholic, I just never really thought that those rules were that clearly delineated until recently, I guess. So, you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, I, I think... Well, you know in the Christian faith what the rules are. Right. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Well, th they changed according to the preacher and which yeah. denomination and, and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And you still always wonder. I think a lot of Christians, even though they've accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, and, um, you know, you even have the Holy Spirit working in your life, you still always kind of doubt your place in heaven. And, and that's a shame. I mean, I've been told that's a shame that you have to have that secure conviction that of salvation, the helmet of salvation in Ephesians you know and anything less is doing a disservice yeah you know i went through a time when i was a kid where i doubted my salvation and i was just a teenager and uh -huh. it was like it it what the narrative was if you doubt your salvation you're kind of not it's kind of a no-no yes it's, it's like a yes. self-fulfilling prophecy or, yes. or 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 you don't have faith you're showing you're displaying your lack exactly. of faith or something Exactly. And, and which kind of made it even worse because then I felt guilty about it. <laughs> I know you can get around him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I can relate to that. I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I, the, the part of your story that is to me is the most interesting mm -hmm. is, is. How can uh, I, I go was from being a. No. No, you were a celebrity in our medical class, and yes, I was. I what if you would tell that story for us? Because this—that's a story uh -huh. that people want to want to hear, especially the and then to the point yeah. where you've come to now. Yeah, yeah Jesus loves sinners, right? But sure. um, <laughs> who says that? Who says but, you were a sinner, though? Necessarily, exactly. I mean, it's kind of funny. All the stuff I did, though, I always had a sort of a moral backbone as far as lying or telling the truth or doing bad things to people. I guess most of my sins were, I thought, affected me only. So, you know, it wasn't like I was out selling drugs or anything and hurting other people. But it was, you know, just mainly, uh, I, I think, harming myself. But, you know, you can't kid yourself because if you're harming yourself, you're har harming other people. But um, I, you know, I grew up in the era of um, Charlie's Angels, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, uh, Playboy magazine and my first boyfriend had he would stack the Playboys up on the coffee table and to me that was just something uh, validating that you could get validation through as a female your sexuality your looks etc and I know I'm not alone on that but um, during the 70s it was you know just pretty prevalent in fact I even was flown up to Chicago to do a centerfold or you know to try out but it <laughs> I remember I had my chemistry I was in medical school I, no I was in college because I had my chem remember that thick chemistry book that we studied um the brown one it was two inches thick or something organic chemistry <laughs> yeah. but um yeah yeah and um I, you know I went up and I'm there with the photographer and he goes okay look hot and I'm going well, there's no reason to look hot. I'm just too practical, you know, too scientific to look hot. And so I, I failed my Playboy centerfold test. I was devastated, but in hindsight, thank God, 
I did not. That would have just led me down a path, you know, I just a very empty path. So um, moved on with my life. But in college, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm a middle class family. Uh, I've always worked high school and I'm in college. I wasn't in a sorority. We couldn't afford it. Um, I did have enough money, but when it came like, okay, if I wanted to get some new clothes, I would go to Goodwill or I would sew them or something. So a lot of it was just feeling like I wasn't quite enough. And uh, at the time we were from the university. Well, I don't know if I want to say where we're from. Anyway, at the time, Okay. Any well, the 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 college we I attended. Did you attend? I don't know if you attended. I went to a small okay. school in southwestern Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, the oil business was doing good at that time, if you recall. If you go way back, um, there was sort of a boom. Mm-hmm. And they had opened up a uh, place called Vixens for dancing. And you know, I, I had a lot of ballet. I had belly dancing. I had some Tahitian dancing. I was comfortable dancing. So, um, you know, I went down and applied for the job. And of course I got hired like this criteria. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was a dancer beginning, I think the last year of college and almost into medical school. I quit right before medical school. Um, but yeah, I danced naked for money. And God forbid anyone requested Stairway to Heaven because that song lasted for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And after a while, it was like, no Stairway to Heaven, please. No free bird. Or or I'm going to, oh, God, oh, man, that would have been a bad one. Because it was the same amount of money for every song. So, Mm. you know, they should have charged by the minute. But anyway, um, I, um, it was interesting. It really was interesting because I met a wide range of people. I think it may, in some ways, might have made me a better doctor because I, I get these people. I, I, I understood them. And, um, but I, I will, I'll tell you, it, it, it was interesting. We had a few parties we would do. Ooh. And um, it, it could get out of hand pretty easy. So I, I was walking a fine line. I honestly think that I was somewhat protected for throughout my life. I, I, I know there are times when, you know, God was with me and I didn't want to acknowledge it, but I, I knew I was going to be okay. But, you know, I, I did test, I think, the limits and, you know, without going into anything. I never hooked for money, but, um, you know, there, there, were, there was stuff that went on. There's yeah. And I saw it, it happened to a lot of other girls, too. I, I think I was always sort of the more sane one in the group. And in some ways would, for example, I mean, we'd be doing a party. Things would get out of hand. I'd go in, cut it, stop. And, and we had bouncers and guys there. But it was like, no, this isn't going to happen. Back off. Things like that. So, you know, you put someone with a level of sanity in that. I, I, is fun though. <laughs> I did like it. I really did. I enjoyed it, you know, certain parts of it. But, you know, I find it fascinating that everyone takes a stage name because to separate yourself, you could always maybe perform as long as you're performing as someone else. That's what we Instead do here. Instead of well, having that, yeah, 
What was your stage name? It was actually Rachel. It was a very Jewish name. Um, And it was just, you know, a name that some neighbor's daughter had and um, just went with it for some reason. I didn't want to do Butterfly or, you know, Ambrosia or Bambi. (laughs) I wonder if part of it was, I don't Uh know, you know, it it would like for safety maybe mm-hmm. some guy says okay that's but they don't really True. know your name and so you're True. out on the street and they don't they can't go hey do you know where so-and-so lives you man, know i like her you know that's an interesting i don't think i ever thought of safety which is bizarre because that you know okay we're going back though what time was it 70s no 70s 80s early 80s around there 82 you know, yeah yeah, I, I don't know if safety was considered as much back then. I think things tended to be a little bit more innocent. Maybe I'm just more naive. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But what what would you say to a young woman now who's about to start medical school and doesn't have the money to pay for it? She Ooh. could take out loans. Would you Would you advise her to go the route you went, or tell her to take out the loans? Depends on the interest rate. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say, as the young girl, I would say, yeah, but she turned out great. She, mm-hmm. she, she, her whole life is a total success story. So I could be mm-hmm. like her. Well, yeah, I mean, you tend to idealize physicians, though. Me? Oh, yeah, yeah. and you know what? You know been, what? Our lives Apostle, may have been Apostle Duke, I, I, I went through that as a, more of a, as an observer because I knew it wasn't going to be my life. It wasn't my life. So I knew I had a way out always. So in that, and I had a goal and it was a means to an end. Yeah, I think, so I, okay. I mean, we're talking about this, right? I, Mm -hmm. I've heard of some girls, they do a little bit of porn to pay for spills and then they do it a few times and then they go off and have their family and, I don't yeah. know. I'm mm. I'm from a devout, but to me, I think I don't know. Be just don't get I don't know. Don't get too far what, into don't it. Don't get right? caught. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like or, or or like. I think some of these girls go into it though. They're like they want to be a star, and then I think those are the ones who get in there and those do. Are the- yeah, so it, it is true. That's why it's hard to give advice to one person because there are people, and I, I noticed that in um, my patients with addiction, you know, their self esteem is is low, and they're looking for approval from the wrong places, and they keep repeating and finding themselves in the same type of situation. Yeah. So yeah, someone like that is just going to be very vulnerable when they walk into that. So I, I think it varies. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. So in I a lot of ways, anyone go dance naked for money. I mean, you know, that's you. You're you're giving up you, um, part of you. So I wouldn't say it's a healthy way. Unfortunately, it well, it did pay well. It did pay well, but here's the deal. I mean, and we're just having discussions. I mean, yeah, because no. I went. No, I you you ask me stuff, and I'm gonna learn yeah. too. Yeah. So like yeah. in 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 Rome, years uh-huh. and years ago, they did all these statues and they were naked and it's kind of a different time. I just think in yeah. a different culture, mm-hmm. it's just here in America, it's like just 
so not good. But some places it's like it's art, right? I mean, and I don't mean to sound like I'm mm-hmm. academic and understand that, but I mean sometimes just women are beautiful, man, and I don't know, and it's nice to see a beautiful woman and dance and in a different culture and. I don't know. I just don't see the deep darkness of it, even though mm-hmm. you were close. I mean, and let's not kid ourselves. You could have gotten in danger, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like I like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I know most people do. I mean, we're we're biologically geared. To, yeah. Heck yeah, I, man. That's nice. I dated a male stripper nice. for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. liked it until I had daughters. Yeah. Exactly. Thank Maybe you. Maybe no longer I the mm-hmm. last time I went into a place like that, I was there for fifteen minutes. I was my, yeah. with my buddy. This was mm-hmm. when my daughters were like six and two. I was in there for fifteen minutes. He was having a great mm-hmm. time and I said, Dude, I gotta leave. He goes, Well, yeah. no, we just got here. I go, Yeah. You, you can stay yeah, I'm leaving. Is, that is a person up there and to often yeah. we forget that, you know, that is a real person. That See, is I don't have daughters. Daughter. I don't have daughters. So I yeah. can, I yeah. can't imagine. That, I can try to imagine. And I think it would be pretty uh, disturbing for me to think of my mm-hmm. child being viewed that way. But so, yeah, do you have, do you have sisters? Do you have any I have sisters? a sister. Yeah. But I never thought dance of that. You might not like her. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe yeah, you don't want her like to dance naked. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that cold, but <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. And I don't know if she was up there crying or something. I'd be like, oh man, don't, I don't want you to cry. These girls I was watching were having fun and, mm-hmm. and they like doing it. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed, mm-hmm. and so it, they liked it and I liked it. And mm-hmm. But why do you like Yeah. But why do you like it? I, I mean, I had a hard time thinking that someone would like me without taking my clothes off. I mean, it, it's, it was more reflected of something missing inside, you know, getting approval for who I, I am as a person. Um, and so I just enjoyed, I, it, it, it's intoxicating. There's a power when you're oh, on stage. There's a power wow. with that. Yeah. You, that's your power. Well, and, 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 and I, I could only imagine being up there and saying, okay, Ra- Rachel, right? Hey, it's mm-hmm. Rachel on the stage. And, oh, dude, all, all the dudes come from the bar. I mean, they want to see Rachel because. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be totally cool, I think. I, it it, it like is I know, until like it I know. isn't. I could yeah, imagine. No, it is until it isn't because it's it's not real. Oh. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're looking at an image. Let's go yeah. back. You know, you are looking at an image and you're imprinting your thoughts and whatever desires onto an image. And, you know, it's not real. It's not it's a real not connection. Real. Yeah. I'm going to move us forward. Okay. We've had enough time on that. That was like- a bet. That, that was a bummer. Do you want to hear about my stripping <laughs> career or not, Robin? I do. I, I do. How how long no, was it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to know some more about. I want to know some more about Disciple Lisa's journey since since medical school. What have you been up to? Ooh, since medical school, God, you know, this is a part. Don't you find it difficult 
Like when you go to the doctor now, you have to give your medical history now that we're past 60 and it's yeah. like a long <laughs> list. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't make me do that. Um, you know, again, just, I, I was even dabbling into different religions in medical school and, and, and throughout just trying to find answers. You look at Sufism, Buddhism. Um, I got to the Gurdjieff work for a while and just, you know, as I went through medical school, residency, joined the military, um, I was in the military for nine years. And you um, were? Then I got, I was. Yes, we have that in common, Navy. Oh, you're in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, rank, rate, where were you stationed? Um, uh, went in as a lieutenant because I'd had medical okay, school. Okay. So, you're an officer. Under my belt. I was an yeah. officer. I was an officer. I got you. Um, I got you. Yeah, but one of the peon, I was a diving medical officer. So um, I diving got medical to, officer. I, yeah, that's like a book. Yeah. You, where's your book? Yeah, I would read yeah, your book. Yeah. I would read yeah. your book. No, I wanted. I wanted to go to um, a uh, aircraft carrier and be, you know, Top Gun came out and yeah. recruiter says, he goes, we don't have any of those positions, but I have undersea medicine. Wow. What is that? Because yeah. we're in Oklahoma. There aren't a lot of yeah. oceans or seas around or whatever. He sold me on it. And um, so before I knew it, I was I was in dive school in Panama City. So what do you what what does that person do? What do you go down underwater and save people or what? Underwater. <laughs> no, but you do you do have to dive. You do, but you know you get the bends, decompression sickness. So what are you, you doing down. down there? I'm sorry. Well, I'm not down there usually. I was. I they they made us go do some of those dives to qualify and to know how the things worked and oh. have familiarity. Um, but um, and and that included um, you know the Mark Twelve deep sea diving step and all of that. Okay. It was, um, yeah. It, and those suits are heavy. They're made for men. Yeah. And yeah, your, your air is supplied by an umbilical that fills up your suit and it's only 10 PSI above bottom pressure. So if that, if that pump of air stops, your suit's going to fill up with water and being a female, you're small and it's leaking and the water's already up to here. And, you know, I dove it's that thing once super and dangerous. never again. Yep. It was super dangerous. And never again. Yeah. But, you know, the scuba and the surface supplied rigs and stuff like that, you know, every once in a while you have to qualify for that. But it was mainly just decompression sickness and making sure people didn't get in the water when they shouldn't. Uh, okay. Being on the dive so boat, you, making sure okay. things Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you, right. you were... You were married to a seal during that time. I was you? for a while. Oh, wow. yeah. How, yeah. how was book? that? The book. Yeah, I like that. I was probably too young to get married. He was a good guy. I do, I, I, I do have some regret about that. Um, he went on two tours. He went on one tour and then volunteered for the second one, which didn't help. Um, he was a bit younger than me. I just wasn't ready to settle down. I had too many, too many things to work out, you know, to commit myself to one person. Oh no, no, no! I couldn't even commit myself to myself, you know, much less be present. For another person so it he was a nice guy though i do how long were you married a couple years kids no thank no goodness kids. thank goodness okay. yeah and um so yeah joined the navy and 
got out when I, I was in the military for a while. I got my master's in public health because I started the uh, preventive medicine public health residency track, which they like in the military because you can do a lot of different stuff. It's sort of an epidemiology-based um, education, but, you know, healthcare policy, infectious disease, all kinds of stuff. So very versatile. And the military liked that. Um, and I went to the military school in, in Bethesda, Maryland, where they teach the medical students. Um, so and it was, it was a good program. But um, uh, that was the, the residency's two years. But after the first year, I had met my husband, who was Swedish. And that's when I chose to get out of the military. You know, I'm pushing late 30s, haven't had kids. So I got out of the military and I went to Sweden for about seven years. And that began the time of my active atheism, I guess. Mm. Well, that's big, big Uh, in Scandinavian countries, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even up until that, I was always reading some type of, you know, seeking, spiritual seeking enlightenment book quest. I was was just, just bad. I was drawn to it from an early age that there was something else out there. So anyway, so yeah, Sweden, seven years, active atheist. And in fact, you know, I'm almost embarrassed now. We moved back to West Palm Beach and there was a Christian college across, across the bay. I was in actually Palm Beach, Palm Beach. And I'll tell you, they made the best babysitters. They were Mm. great people. But it's funny about atheists, actively go out of their way to you know denigrate and cut down christianity why why is that you have to feel a need to justify i guess your position by cutting down you know that which you don't even believe in so uh, when i look back it just it doesn't make sense and unfortunately you know my kids are a product of that so yeah, I, I have some issues with that. A lot of guilt, working on it, praying on it. So, yeah. But um, Because because then, when you were an atheist, you mm-hmm. felt like you kind of maybe, would you say persecute? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Christians, I, people and, for my, their yeah, beliefs. Yeah, exactly, and, for their beliefs. And, yeah, because it was so ill, it was so illogical. That's where I think, I don't know, that's where I think you were trying, you were doing your best to, at that time, be moral. Because that's what you... Yes, yes. I, I think that's, I don't know, I just think, mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to be guilty about that. Um, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who are, whatever they are, they sincerely think they're that, right? And And... Okay. Oh, they do. They do. I mean, people commit the most evil deeds thinking that it's a moral imperative. Oh, and they do it in the know? name of Jesus. I'm sorry. You're, they you're do it. No, Christian. they do. They you're do. A young no, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah. They will. I'll call them out on it if they do. Yeah. No, they do. But, Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. I mm. kind of interrupted you. No. I got, yeah. You, you know, I recently, the thing I, I've learned is that any time your ideology or religion justifies the ill treatment of another human being, 
you're you're on the wrong path. Yeah. And and you know, again, a lot of people. I mean, you could take this COVID thing recently. What happened? And attacking people for not wearing a mask or forcing people to get a vaccine because they wanted to exert their free will. And those people that they're vilified. I mean, there were charities that wouldn't hand out food to homeless people unless they were vaccinated. That yeah. to me is evil. So anytime you can justify hurting someone else, that's that. That's just somewhere you don't want to go. Yeah, that's so. it. That's a quote. What you just said. I don't know if you came oh, yeah. up with that yourself, but it's no. It was it was just through kind of observing yeah. things. I mean, you've got to admit the last couple of years have been very chaotic. Been and, crazy. Yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. Seeing people. I mean, I call the last couple of years was a great revealer. It's like a lot of people's masks dropped, and you saw what they were made of. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. I'm thinking, I mean. Mm-hmm. You're kind of a visionary. I never realized that. Wow. Yeah. About that? Well, you know, I'm also, I've got a German background. And so I grew up with a lot of, well, I did grow up with the internet. So there, but there are a lot of books around the house. And remember, we used to read books, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's what there was. And there were always books on the Holocaust. <laughs> I don't know why, but, um, yeah. And I became sort of obsessed with, who, what are people made of really? What would they do in a Holocaust? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, we spend time with people, um, you know, like I ended up getting divorced. I didn't cheat. He cheated. And I just want to add that out there. <laughs> but the fact that I had spent so much time with these people and then they just blew me off very easily, not even picking up a phone and saying, how are you doing? So you can spend a lot of time. You can even be married to someone, not really know them, until they're tested. And and I I don't know if you guys have gone through anything like that, where maybe you had a diagnosis of an illness or something that depended on uh, where your friends were going to be tested, their friendship. And it's so surprising who ends up you know being there for you and who ends up just being just a total weak i guess um yeah. so yeah i've always i've always thought about that because i just don't want to waste my time with people that are gonna not be there when i need them so um and then this <laughs> this you know pandemic thing whatever you want to call it happened and there it was it was revealed you really got to know who people were so I, I think it's good and bad actually well uh, that you know. makes me think of something that I've been thinking about since talking to you mm -hmm. uh, since you I found out you were going to come on this thing since you were a celebrity I saw you as that image you're talking about uh -huh. I never I never got to know you no, as, as yeah, and you were on the other side of the hall too. Yeah. Remember, it was divided uh, into two, so they really separated us a well, bit. I, I was a uh -huh. soupy, super nerdy pocket protector kid, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so. I was just uh, I admired you from afar, but I, I, uh, my daughters would tell me that I totally objectified you. <laughs> rather than getting to know you as a human, which I yeah. I apologize for that, and they are exactly right. That's what I did. You, you know what? You might not 
I know I think I think if we would have talked and spent time we would have gotten to know each other I mean disciple Martha and I were in the same module and we stayed friends throughout here we are you know right. how many 40 years later and um, yeah she was even even in my wedding the first the first wedding and we just stayed in touch and yeah she's 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 neat she's a good gal can she you is. tell us I think it's time for you to tell us about your, what in our Christian church when we were growing up would be your testimony. Mm-hmm. Oh, the testimony. I know I've never had to, you know what? I'm still kind of working on it, but it, it was, it, it was COVID. And um, because my, <clears throat> my specialty is preventive medicine, public health. And, um, you know, after we moved from Sweden, I moved to West Palm Beach and I had to finish that last year of residency and I did it at the West Palm Beach uh, County Health Department. And they were the same entity that did the anthrax. They investigated the anthrax outbreak. So they know pandemics. We were always, even in the military, you war game this, you war game that, you play this, you play that. So they would always give us scenarios and, and things. So, you know, this is, this is my specialty. But I wasn't practicing at the time. I felt really isolated and, and anyway, but at least there were doctors out there speaking up. And then, well, and then at that time, that's when everyone started getting censored and just shutting down. I couldn't even post anything about vitamin D online. So we were shut down. I've never had, we, we were censored. I've never had that happen in America. And that's what I mean, forced you to, is that what forced you to come to a decision? Yeah, I think it was, but then it was the vaccines and the extent that they were, mandating them in a vaccine passport and it was before we started seeing the side effects of the vaccine but it it just was a level of malevolence and evil and i i I think a lot about evil and the nature of evil um i mean one of the books that really affected me growing up was uh, scott peck's people of the lie he wrote the road less travel he was a christian psychiatrist and he actually gave a definition of evil and people don't do that often they don't really appreciate the the capability the just the presence it's everywhere of of evil um so he he gave a definition to that and this was to me, this was more, I guess I had a sort of a vanilla view of the world before, you know, oh, some people are good, some people are bad, I'm a good moral person, I'm going to go to heaven, and, you know, it's like, you know, little bad, little good here, but th- this was really vile and evil, and I don't, what when they passed it for the children, that's, when they approved it for the children, I mean, they actually said in the meeting, well, we don't know, so we're not going to know until we give it to the children what's going to happen. There was a doctor that actually said that, that was on the committee, because I would listen in. And um, it just, it hit me. So I'm sitting there thinking, inherent and evil are the seeds of its own destruction. You know, evil has a way of imploding on itself. You know, C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters, they end up turning on themselves. Evil doesn't create anything. So it just copies, lies, and destroys. And once I realized that there was like real evil around, but the world is still going, 
people are still, you know, living and, and they're still, we're still heading towards something. You know, I just felt that we're heading towards something, but something's holding it up. There is some kind of grace or something in this world that we experience through our five senses that is keeping it going and sort of canceling it out. So that's when I really thought there's, there's really got to be a God. There's, there's a God, there's a good presence that is offsetting this, this destructive Hmm. force, I guess. And I felt it. Um, I just, I just knew, and people probably tell you that, you know, it's not a logical acceptance. It, it, it's you, you experience it. I mean, you know, I'd be curious to know how most people do come to Christ. They probably have a come to Jesus moment. You know, some people have to get to their lowest. Um, but some people do through seeing real evil do end up, you know, it, at least believing in a God, but you know, I went a step further and accept Jesus Christ. Um, to, you saw evil, you, you saw the evil and, I, yeah. and how did that, yeah. how did that get you to the discovery that there has to be a God? Just, just explain that to me one more time. Cause I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could see it. You'd be in the riots, there'd be Antifa. You could see it in their eyes. You could see it in the eyes of the board members who didn't give a crap about children, really. And it was the federal funds that they, 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 they for people forego everything to do what was right. And it was so scary to me how few people would stand up and do what was right. And even our, don't even go into the FDA and the CDC, you know, it just, everything in my view just collapsed. Um, but again, I, it, I knew that it's, it's ancient, it's old, it's been present, it's part of man, but there was something extra about this than man's okay. capacity. You know, there was just something extra. I can it see it global. in your it eyes. Demonic. You it was demonic. So- oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it was demonic. It had an added... I go, oh, this isn't your typical evil. This, this is, this is dark oh, wow. and vile. Huh. Yeah. 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 Cause I experienced it. I knew that was my, yeah, my I can thing. see in that your was, eyes. I can see in your eyes when uh-huh. you say it, that, that, that something happened. There was some moment yeah. or something. I'm trying yeah. to just. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, you think about people going, yeah through the Holocaust, and I just can't imagine. You hear about it, but, you know, and I'm not saying we went through that, but I'm saying it's not far off because the lady in my Pilates class next to me wanted me shipped out to a camp because I didn't get the vaccine. Isn't that I mean, crazy? To it's justify, just, yes. People yes. got crazy. People got crazy. They got crazy. They got crazy. I would, for me to go shopping in California, I would have a body cam on. I took up martial arts. Yeah. I carried a wooden cane because hmm. I'm smaller and I can use it, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I would go in without a mask and, you know, it was stressful. Because, and you learn, you learn to put down the money. They have to accept legal tender, you know, walk out and walk out. Yep. It, it was just a really stressful time. But, um, I wanted to ask you some questions. It, yeah. I, it's God. And then 
I got to Jesus. Oh, okay. I knew there was a God. I knew there had yeah. to be a God. Right. I knew there had to be something positive, creative, life-giving, something there that kept us from destroying each other. Because we would have destroyed each other early on if yeah. it was unchecked. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that was my thought. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. I love that stuff. I love I love the mm -hmm. cerebral how you got there. I don't know. It's and and, and you used a lot of spirit. <laughs> yeah. You it sounds like you used a lot of spirit, like almost a, a deep mm -hmm. intuition. Mm -hmm. You you mm -hmm. you you allow you went yes. there, you allowed that to uh -huh. speak to you and say and you took it seriously. Exactly. That to me I just I don't know. That's a good. I to me, I think that's a very interesting and a good way to uh -huh. think, you know. And it and it leads you to some things. And it's just interesting that you, how you got there. Mm -hmm. I still don't yeah. always. It, it was a, it was a it was a cry for help. Though, okay. I, I said, oh, God, I, I can't do this on my own. I mean, I I, I can't. There's there's, you know we're going to need your power to combat right. this. I mean, you know, I, I huh. see people in the streets and there were only a handful of us. Yeah, and yeah. I had a question. This is, I'm going to change the subject. Go ahead. Um, so I've been, Apostle Duke and I talk yes. about barriers to mm -hmm. becoming Christian now. And oh, um, I can understand mm -hmm. the, when you, come from a scientific background uh, yeah. having to believe yeah. all of the things and all the magic and so forth is hard for some people and I think yes. that's sad that we put so many barriers in people's way mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that's something you must have experienced when you were an atheist you th this, this stuff doesn't make sense it didn't and make sense like, there's something that I sent a link that uh, is it, we, we both go to a Baptist church and so the Southern Baptist mm -hmm. Convention still does not want to allow women to be preachers. I mean, that's, right. that's right. dumb. <laughs> right. It's just stupid uh, yeah, well, in I mean, this no. day and time. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are women that do get up and speak. And, um, yeah, regarding, you know, now you're talking religion and rules and, um, you know, an organized religion and, and what they believe. And I know there have been a lot of splits in a lot of the denominations lately over things like that and homosexuality throughout. Um, but, um, you know, I, as a Christian, I know, I realize I'm not going to understand everything and I have to take it on faith and, you know, the interpretation that I've come to understand just to, you know, take it on faith that we're told this. It's for our own good and just to, you know, those are the rules. Those are the rules. I mean, I'm living with my boyfriend right now. I'm, I'm having huge issues with that. I don't feel comfortable with that. What uh, is it? So, say that again. Say mm -hmm. it again. I'm living with my boyfriend right now, for example. Oh, and so you're, you know? and, and mm -hmm. so you're. Yeah, I have issues and I, and I can understand why. I can understand why it's technically called fornication. No, it's not. Stop it. Stop. It is. Stop. But it is no. according to the Bible. And, you know, but and, it's, and it's, I would like to be. God, I hate that. I hate a, that for you. But I there it that. is. I hate that but, for you. 
And that's what that's what we're trying to get out of. No, but I want to get towards something. I know, and you're trying. You're trying a connection with my partner. Oh, uh, I see. So you think maybe it's hurting you? Yeah. You think it's hurting it, your... It could be. So, yeah, we're, it's we're not, exploring it's now. Not, you know, it's he's accepted not. Jesus. He doesn't read the Bible, though. But, you know, we'll just see where it goes. Don't but feel bad. It, Let me tell you something. I don't know. I'm well, I'm, not, I'm not feeling bad enough to leave right now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's you know, okay. Then, I just... I don't know. My yeah. When I hear you say that, it resonates with how I was raised... And that feeling, I don't know, I just like, don't of do guilt. that. Yes. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is true. The, the guilt is really sad. It, it really is. is. It's, it's self-defeating. everyone. He accepts everyone. And it really is. It's not from it God. Is. It is. It's not from God. I, it is. I would say yes. that is that feeling is yes. not from God. If, if, if you're hearing that voice, that's not the voice you need to be listening to. Yes, it's it's. That's my opinion. That's the wrong well, voice. You know, now that now that I'm walking a path and trying to, you know, live a life that allows me to have a conversation and relationship with Jesus and listen to the Holy Spirit, it's a spiritual walk. It is a spiritual path. It's you know, it's it involves sacrifice and. Um, in order to allow yourself to connect to the Holy Spirit and have him work in your life. And so you start to question a lot of your habits and what might be keeping you from, from that, you know, relationship with Jesus. And, you know, you start thinking about sex and, you know, there, there's just, there is something powerful that does occur. There's some kind of energy exchange. Yes, but... and, and sex is, sex is of God. That, that is, that is a feeling that's in the, mm-hmm. it's in the moral of our bones and we can't think our way out of that. And so uh-huh. I think, I think it's healthy. I'm glad, I'm glad that it's there and it, and it energizes me. And, yes, and and so yes, and so and does. so when I think it, outside the box and I feel a little guilty about mm-hmm, it in some mm-hmm. respects I go okay dude <laughs> I mean you did you you made me so I don't know that's mm-hmm. my two cents your your two cents from your your expertise <laughs> yes for my yes my expertise I, I mean I'm we all have that desire <laughs> yeah. I mean and it does it I mean mm-hmm. there's you know we're at our best when we're newly in love and you, yeah. you know we've yeah, you know, it just makes you feel alive. It's and, wonderful. And all it's of that. wonderful. Yeah, but stuff. then it doesn't last always. <laughs> yeah, that there should tell you something. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to honor that. I. Yeah, I, 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 I got you. Okay, to, I was. Yeah. I'm out of line. Yeah, I'm out I understand. Of line. Oh yeah. Yeah, you need no, to. No, you need but, to follow yeah, your. Faith. I will say that the sex has been probably yeah my main issue. I mean, I mean the thought of no premarital sex oh my gosh i mean there was just no way no way but you know we do have a society now that has gone pretty far i think off the deep end as far as the way they treat it and um yeah if we were we had we play this game what would jesus say what would jesus do if he oh, were i love really, that one uh-huh. if we were really here okay. if, mm-hmm. if jesus was here in the flesh 
and you asked him about that, uh-huh. I, I would have to think he would say, that's the least of your worries, Disciple Lisa. You got mm-hmm. you got all this other stuff you're going through and you're working with. Mm-hmm. Get you know, think one thing at a time. Right. Don't don't worry about that. I and think you're actually right. Do do your best do. to do what's do. good for you know, people uh-huh. and for yourself, and don't worry about that. Don't worry about somebody trying to shame you for something. Don't shame yourself for stuff. Mm-hmm. If you you're trying to make the world a better place, and you're mm-hmm. trying to follow God, and as the esteemed Apostle Duke said, <laughs> he he put that in our path. I don't think it's uh-huh. a stumbling block. I, I I think it's just part of nature. Anyway. It, it, yeah, it is. It can be. It's a gift. It's definitely a gift, but, you know, it is part of nature. It is our physical nature thing. It's not part of our spiritual, our soul. Um, so. But our soul, our soul wants intimacy, Right. Yes, it does. It does. I said, and I think, but I think we misplace that too often. Yeah. You know, we're trying to find intimacy with something we're, else. Connection, right? You're looking to connect. Yeah. Oh yeah, wanna... connection. But you know, um, disciple Jean Luc. I think <laughs> you know. You talk about the Holy Spirit coming in, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to admit it. I mean, I had an addiction with porn. Like during, even during COVID, um, I didn't want to focus on all of that. So I would just get on the computer and I was starting to go, you know, it, it was getting to be a little too much. You know, you, you go, you need more and more and more and more and you find yourself kind of going down a dark hole, which you're not really proud of. But I did, did you, find out. Mm-hmm. Did you find porn that was adapted for women or was it just stuff all the guys? No, they, they need a lot of work in that department <laughs> they, they need a lot of work and tag in the videos to find what you want but i don't think they want to do that they want you to have to sit through all of it and spend hours you know finding something no yeah it's not for women you know generally i i think with women and a lot of times maybe the stories might be better because yeah now there's there's no yeah okay. it, it it's made by men for men, but um, because you know, I even though you're just looking at porn, women still kind of want the relationship. <laughs> There's sure. the, the situation, the scenario. It's not just about you know the physical. Everybody wants a story, a good story too. Though. They do, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, pull you in it, but I don't know. I, I just found out, you know, once I had accepted christ and i was going along that path it just it just fell away it just fell away i did pray on it but it, it just lost its appeal and hmm. you know i i have other things that i'm just more fulfilled by and yeah. more motivated to study so you know there's only so many hours in the day so sorry the porn had to that sounds like yeah. when my uh-huh. when my daughters came along and I stopped enjoying the dancing establishments, I guess it's a similar yeah. thing. Yeah, similar. You just don't. Yeah, yeah. It's very superficial, but it's no different than someone else doing. You know, finding less pleasure and whatever they're into. I guess. Um, I don't know. Um, what would they be into? I don't know. Less pleasure. Oh, gambling, and- gambling. 
Thank you. Yeah, you gambling know, gambling um, or, or some people get into food, yeah, drugs, food, yeah, yeah, or yeah. There's tons of stuff people get mm-hmm. get into when you're getting fulfilled from other. Yeah, things. it's pushing that button, right? That button way it, down it in there is. someplace. It pushes that button, mm-hmm. and it's like, I like that button being yeah. pushed. Yeah, you like that <laughs> button. Yeah, and we all have, you know, we yeah, we all have our buttons. Right. So mm-hmm. we. We are past an hour, but we could add we this. Really? We could add this to next week. You wanted to ask a, Apostle Duke some things about his journey, did you not? I was actually. I had heard that you had an issue with substance abuse. I did. And what got you out of it? Uh, I I hit bottom. I was so I grew up in a Christian home had uh, devout parents, strict religious parents. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I started messing around, drinking. It became more and more and more. Um, I finally joined the Navy, and I was in there about a year and a half, and my parents were trying to get me in the Navy to clean me Uh up. But I just got in it deeper, and I got kicked out of the Navy, called my parents. I say, uh, I need to come home. They say, you're no longer allowed at home. And so I was like, without money. And I, and you know, if you know about addictions, I do. It, was, uh-huh. it wasn't just, it wasn't just, I was going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I know I can't function in society. I yes. know it. And, yes. and I'm doomed. If I, yes, it, that I just, I knew I was, I would get drunk and I would just, mm-hmm. And I, I would, I'd try to keep a job, but I couldn't. Anyway, so I was down. That's where I was. Called my parents. They told me about a, a rehab. It was d- devout, militant, religious. And I went to it, and I got cleaned up. And I've been in clean sober for about 30 years now. So. Now, when you went through the 12-step program? I didn't. Did I, do- I went to some of the 12-step program. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. And mom doesn't even know this. Uh, okay. One of the rehabs I went to, they they did the aversion treatment, okay? Wow. So what they did was they put me in this room, and it looked like a bar. And they had liquor bottles everywhere, and they asked me what my favorite drink was, and I told them what it was. They gave me two shots. One shot sealed my stomach off, and the other shot made me vis- violently nauseous. And I, they would make that me drink, sense. and they had a big big metal pole bowl and I would puke in that bowl and they'd say look at yourself in that mirror look at yourself is that what you want to be and it was called the aversion so they wanted me just make me so sick of it that mm-hmm. when I went out anyway uh, yeah so so no I, I uh, that's a little clockwork orange yeah that's one of, of that's one of the rehabs yeah. I went to anyway but I got yeah. cleaned up anyway so what what made you get cleaned up? I mean, was it just sheer tenacity and Oh. You know? Okay. So my parents take me to this um to this rehab and I remember I remember the day they called it in not induction. I got inducted and I mm-hmm. went in and they take your they take your driver's license and your wallet. They won't let you have anything. And I remember walking out of there and I thought, "Man, if if I had my driver's license, I'd be out of here <laughs> but it, it, I, I and I think and I think too it's just I'm gonna die man I'm gonna die if I don't 
do something, man. And, and maybe part of it was fear. It's just like, I just don't want to die. So, and, 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 that, and, that, and it was a good program. It was a good program. And they really held your hand all the way through. And, and it was, uh, I don't know, it was not very, uh, this is a bad word. It, it wasn't very academic. It was just very countryfied religion. Go to church, go to church, go to church. Sing praise uh-huh. songs. We'd sing praise songs for four or five hours sometimes. And then we'd come home from church uh-huh. and, and like our counselor, it'd be 10 o'clock at night. And he said, I want to preach some more to you, brothers. And we'd go out to the chapel and we'd stay out there at 11, 12 o'clock, man. These guys just preaching. And uh, it was it was super serious religious stuff. And But but I somehow I got through it and... And then, and then I got out. I was out three years. I relapsed. Mm-hmm. Got with some girl, and uh, maybe you know something about. No, I don't know if you know. So when you drink and stuff, you don't really mature well because <laughs> yeah, you don't you stop deal. At the level. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't deal with your mm-hmm. problems. You just. And so mm-hmm. here I was, but I had Jesus. I had Jesus mm-hmm. on my side, and I was gonna. I was gonna change this girl and help her. Anyway, it didn't go good, and so I relapsed. No. And then, but, but then yeah, I had a buddy. Yeah. It never goes good. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that. And yeah. so, but it's so but, but, relapsed, it, huh? since then, since then I, I've been as good as I was bad almost. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is. Would you was, consider yourself like a, a maybe a dry drunk in a way? I oh, mean, there are. Does that you mm-hmm. mean like like it, I couldn't ever drink again? No, I mean there are people that abstain. Yeah. Um, but they haven't really done the work or changed, oh, made permanent changes okay. inside. Because it sounds like you might not have gotten the proper going through. I'm not married. Out I don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids. On Saturday go. and Friday mm-hmm. night, I sit at home and I've mm-hmm. just learned to be alone because I don't, my, I don't yeah. do that. I, I can't, yeah, yeah. I get in the social stuff and I, and I, I say somebody's name wrong and I feel super, super bad. And I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with that anymore. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah, it's because those mm-hmm. skills, like the normal people are developing, right? They're going to dinner and they're going to movies and all that. I was out I doing know. other stuff. And so I just, and so now I really struggle. You're right. I maybe, yeah. if, if that's a dry yeah. drunk, I don't, maybe I am. Well, it, I it's also life. no different than, no, well, look at the uh, the men in, in our society now. They're um, addicted to the computer and all of that. They yeah. don't develop the skills, too. Yeah. So they're very isolated and lonely, and we were made to socialize. And, yeah. and you know, you know, woman was made for man and to have relationships. And so, you know, um, it sounds like, you know, you have this Jesus stuff forced on you, but until you really open yourself up and get it and, and see, humble I, yourself. It. I don't know, there, John Luke, but I don't know. Something about that is just ringing true with me. I don't know. You, it, and it, and it, and it, and I'm, I'm, I'm on my own like path. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's but I, on but their I'm, own path. That's. But I'm using yes. your, I'm using your, your uh, advice to get there. Yes. Hello. To say hi to disciple. Disciple Martha. Martha. Hey, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Disciple Martha. We've yeah. had a lot of fun with she's, her. Well, she's in the bathroom now. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, okay, there's so much more to talk about. So. Well, yeah. I, too, 
I too have taken the path of the dry drunk. I I was mm-hmm. I, I I never quite wanted to admit that I was an alcoholic. Uh, so I just yeah. I just quit drinking, and my my life has been way way better since then. But I I don't have the issues like like what do what. Are you, are you saying you're not as, you, you don't have the same issues? I, I learned to you go have other to, issues. I learned to go to parties and still be the life of the party without drinking. Yeah. Um, I think you've been doing that for a while. Yeah. I was the life of the party when I was drinking, but I, I didn't think I could be the life of the party without drinking. Yeah. It turns right? out I See? turns out I can, yeah. See? It was the same thing with my dancing, you know got to be the life of the party or whatever, you know, and you don't think that you can without it and find out you are. People probably like you better <laughs> when you're not. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. You, you don't, there's things you, you think you need so bad, but you don't. But you don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I have, a, I have like a whole bunch of questions, but I don't know if we have time. Are you getting tired yeah, yet? No. Are you, yeah. are you all well, tired? Your, your listeners might be tired. <laughs> no, we can divide it into two. That's, that's oh, the yeah. power of editing. Let me see if there's anything mm. else. Mm-hmm. Okay, the okay. one thing uh, I was wanting her to talk about Okay. was what are you doing now? Uh, John Luke told us your, your mission or your career. Uh, is, is, is that right? Is that right, uh, John Luke? That, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know for sure what she's doing. I, I thought she was mainly in drug rehab. Oh. Um, a, a physician, that's not in drug rehab herself, but a physician treating people that are in rehab. Is okay. that what you're doing now? Um, I took a break, and thank goodness I wasn't working during COVID because, I mean, that allowed me to actually, actually read all the studies myself and see what we were taught is – no, I won't go there, but I read that I had time to read Let's put it that way. And I'm just as spicy to say I'll never get another vaccination again. But are, um, are, are you working now or not? I am getting ready to go back to work. I had something drop in my lap and, you know, I'm not going to, there are no coincidences, but um, I had stayed in touch with a company that I had worked for in Florida. Um, and uh, during the COVID thing, they know where I stand and they're opening up a facility in um, the Hollywood Hills. And oh, wow. uh, they asked me to be the medical director. Hmm. So I'm going to be going back out. And I'm kind of excited because I'll be going out now as, you know, a, a Christian. And, um, and you know, going out into this environment and retreating people. It's, you know, an area I feel comfortable with. It, 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 it's so challenging. But it's so rewarding at the same time. You are there with their going through all of this and you know their growth their their spiritual growth you know scott peck who actually wrote the road less travel and people of the lie was a christian psychiatrist that did deal with substance abuse and he called substance abuse the spiritual disease you know he likened it to wanting to stay in the garden of eden and not go out and face the world and you know you know be just be responsible and travel the path that you were meant to travel it's want to numb that whole thing so um i think that's fascinating and so yeah i got this call and at a time when yeah i i could use the money actually 
my real estate. Now I have some real estate investments, but you know, inflation. <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah. So sure. yeah. So okay. I'll be going back. Good deal. Soon. Mm-hmm. All right. You're gonna be not only gonna be doing God's work, you're gonna be doing God's work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. You can, you can weave the Hollywood together. Hills. I, I, did you I, say? I, Hollywood Hills. Yeah. In in, in the Hollywood oh. Hills. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be rubbing elbows with some people. I guess I don't know. I I don't know who it'll be interesting. Yeah, I I think it's a pretty upscale facility. So. Wow. So, so I have this thing that I I call the servant spirit, and and that doesn't yeah, necessarily is? mean a religious thing. It can be uh-huh. you look at yourself as a waiter, or mm-hmm. someone who mm-hmm. is here to serve, rather than like I, when I first started my practice, for the first two or three years, I was the very important doctor and you were supposed to listen to me because I was the very important doctor. I've gone through all this training, blah, blah, blah. But it came to me, then I worked, I ended up working under a man named Francis Oakes who was, he was a very Christian man. He was also a good father Mm. and a great anesthesiologist. And he was Mm -hmm. really good with personnel. He could be an HR director, a nice one. I learned wow. so so much from him, mm-hmm. and he taught me that you're here to serve, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're not the very important doctor. If mm-hmm. you're if you're mm-hmm. going to be the very important doctor, you need to do it in somebody else's group. He never said it like that. He said it by example. Wow, I didn't know. And that. I, well, mm-hmm. I haven't told you that, but oh, I yeah. I came to understand that about me, mm-hmm. and try I've tried since then to take that on. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter who the person is, no matter what walk of life they're from, mm-hmm. I treat them as if they're a movie star, and I'm I'm the waiter at mm-hmm. a restaurant. That's very. I've known so, the guy for many years, and I attest he's yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just you know, example. If I've got so some very poor person off the street comes in is having a baby. I work in a labor and delivery hospital. Mm-hmm. I try to ignore that they smell bad or they look bad or whatever. Or they're on drugs. Mm-hmm. If they're cold, I'm going to go down the hall and get them a blanket, which is not something doctors usually do. Mm-hmm. I'm not, it, it sounds like I'm bragging on myself. I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm I, telling it's you a that privilege. I, it's I, a privilege it is. It's to a, be able to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I try to humble yeah. myself and say, mm-hmm. I am not that important. Yeah, I is mean, that, we were. Is that how you feel or no? I do. I do. In fact, Disciple Martha and I were sort of having a similar conversation not too long ago about how, what a privilege it is to, you get to walk into people's lives and know them and know their history, ask them any question. I mean, you have the privilege of being intricately involved in who they are and how they get better. I mean, physically and spiritually, it is, it, it's such a privilege. And even just the privilege of walking into a surgical arena. I mean, people don't get to see even just the medical aspect, not to mention the patient care aspect. I mean, I, I do remember just feeling so privileged in medical school that mm. I got this opportunity to learn so much and then go out and apply it to people. And I think, you know, we were talking about the dancing and stuff. I, I think it made me a better doctor because I know those people. 
I know that they didn't go to their doctor during the day because something was probably going on and the only option they had is the ER. I mean, their lives are different, but I'll tell you what, uh, you know what, when I was in the streets protesting, there were, we talked to a lot of homeless people and they know what's going on. They're, (laughs) they are just actually very insightful and just interesting people. And you would miss out on that, you know, if you were to judge them and then come at them from the, from the advantage of, I am the doctor, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know, you see it as a privilege. And and you, I don't know, when it's, so you must get a connection out of it when you reach out and help other people. Do you feel, what do you feel? Are you asking? Yeah, I'm asking you, Apostle John. um, uh, I feel, well, of late, as I've become a grumpier old man, it's harder. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me. The servant uh-huh. spirit is starting the to leave me. Servant spirit starting to go. <laughs> it's yeah. starting to leave me because if I get mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, I'm angry because mm. I'm just I'm just old, you know. And it's, yeah, you. I, I need to probably not be taking call anymore, and I can. My yeah. servant spirit can manifest better in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe your servant spirit may, might need to be doing something else too. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so. I, yeah. I have. A, I, I have a memory of you. One of the first mm-hmm. few days of medical school, again, is when I was very much enamored with you and and you because you were famous, you know. <laughs> and I and you're you're freaking beautiful too. You infamous. <laughs> well, whatever you were, you were stunning. Wow, and that's that's interesting to hear. I remember women never think they're stunning. Let me tell you that we never think we are. But go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. you were. Anyway, <laughs> I, but okay, again, I was the pocket protector carrying nerd with the stupid looking glasses and stuff. So you, you can take it for what it's mm-hmm. worth, but I thought you were stunning. And I was behind you one day in class and you had, you know, the really long, fancy nails. And I said something like, oh, you're going to have to get those cut off in uh If you're going to do anatomy <laughs> lab, if you're going to be touching the body, you turned around, looked at me and smiled and said, I don't have to touch the body. I go, well, of course you do. You, you smiled and said, no, I don't. And <laughs> I had no idea what you meant. But then I realized you're a beautiful woman. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. I said that. I do not remember. And I do you, not. That is you, funny. Well, uh-huh. I wouldn't have thought you'd remember me because I was the nerdy kid. No, but, I, I do remember you, but I do not remember saying that. It's well, funny. That was yeah. One of the first yeah. few days of medical school. I was uh-huh. I was trying to be cool, you know, but I I wasn't so good at it. That's anyway. sweet. That's so and, funny. That is so well, funny. I know. I wish I could go back and <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, God. But I didn't know what you meant. Youth is wasted on the ignorant. What? But it turns out because you were so gorgeous, the guys were happy to do all the touching the body for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. you. You didn't have to do that. I just didn't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, anyway, I understand it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking of, of, of all those corpses. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty nasty, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I think we've we've kind of exhausted our time, and this may end up being part of the next podcast. But anyway, do, yeah. either one of you have anything, any 
parting messages for the for all six of our you know, actually we had 40 people listen to the last one you had 40 <laughs> listen to the last one did any listen to it wait how do you count do people listen to it twice or do they uh, no it's just how many count? people listened to part of it you know and, and there were at mm-hmm. least there were there were several that listened to all of it oh anyway. wow congrats huh. congrats cool I, you know i i the fact that you guys are doing this this takes effort it takes coordination it takes will it takes there's some will behind it yeah and so there is something driving it because this just doesn't happen you know people you know, I, I find it, it almost as much as a, a, a self-discovery yes as as a yes. you know like we're really putting something good out there it's kind of like i'm well, just people I'm don't just have trying... these conversations much anymore it seems yeah. like either yeah. Right, yeah, I, like the the deep theological. To, you got to take time and slow down, if you want to mm-hmm. take a think. I I call mm-hmm. I tell John Luke it's navel gazing. I have a lot of time to navel gaze. Therefore, <laughs> but it but it it's in those times that you think about exactly. these the deep things of life, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the eternal things, the eternal things, the eternal things. Exactly. Well, you know, phone, social media, people don't, they don't, yeah, they're not with themselves. And I do miss the old medical school days, you know, sitting around and talking. Yeah, right. And, Sharing yeah. ideas and all that, you know. Exactly. And like, no, I disagree. Exactly. Well, I think you ought to do yeah, this. Yeah, we're well, going to go a good look idea, it up and have to get a book. what if we did this instead? <laughs> yeah, that that's mm-hmm. super great dialogue, right? Yeah. Being around like-minded people, too, who are yeah. curious. Curious. Yeah, I love it. Just be curious. Uh, just I heard just a guy say That's what I loved about medical school. Yeah, we were all just nerds and just wanted to know things. He know? said, this guy said, give up your cleverness for bewilderment. That was his advice to life. Mm-hmm. You know, just oh, have yeah, that, we can oh talk, my yeah. God, this, I just saw yeah. this and it's, I just can't, how does that happen? I just don't, it's too big for me to take in. That's exciting. That's fun when mm-hmm. you roll up on those things every once in a things. while yeah right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anyway yeah well there's a lot more of those times when you become a christian i'm just saying that you know when you start to read the bible with belief it opens up so many part of being a christian is being moments. a discipled student if you yes. become a christian your job is to grow right and so it kind of yeah. disciplines you i think to begin thinking about this stuff so i i'm on board with what you mm-hmm. say as a christian mm-hmm. you think about it more mm-hmm. right so you do you do yeah yeah could we get is there any videos of like your past life or anything okay no that was oh, well, there are pictures. I, crossed the I think line. there's some pictures around but really no i i no, I, would, I think well, I would use it as like a study. It would be a study, right? <laughs> no, you it would be for science. It would be for science. Okay, we got to sign off. I know. I'm, I'm... Okay. Yeah. I wish there were. That'd be interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to do the thing. So this is this is Grace Mont Podcast, episode number twenty-five. Mm-hmm. We've had a wonderful guest who disciple. Lisa, who is a physician. She's coming back. Helps. She's coming back. <laughs> she helps people with started. drug addiction. Uh-huh. And uh, if you want to contact us, there's a 
the website, which is gracemont.com. You can look at it. Oh, and our email address is ad1 at gracemont.com if you want to send in questions. So I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, y'all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, John Luke and Duke. Goodbye.